Hi, my name is Carly Sting, and I am a senior at East Greenwich High School this year. And if there is one thing that this global pandemic has taught me, it's that the world is an imperfect place with imperfect people. Part of me wishes this coronavirus thing could have happened my freshman year, so I could have had this epiphany sooner. But alas, here I am, an 18-year-old girl who still continues to compare herself to everyone else. It's so easy to look at someone you don't know and to think they have a perfect life. The highest grades, the best clothes, the prettiest face. It's unbelievably easy to get trapped in this toxic mental space where everyone else is superior to the man in the mirror. Well, guess what? Every man and woman has their own mirror. A reflection of who they believe they truly are not just physically, but morally as well. The majority of people don't like what they see in their mirror. In fact, an ongoing study shows that everyone, with the exception of the 1% of the population deemed psychopaths, have insecurities. So why do we try our best to hide them from everyone else? Let me tell you about a girl I know. She's a petite redhead that just hasn't been the same since her mother left following her affair. She was so distant from everyone who thought they knew her so well. Not a single soul, however, knew of her shoplifting habits, or should I say, stealing addiction. Despite obtaining countless makeup kits, bathing suits, and jewelry, this girl was not happy. She was tired, constantly trying to conceal the secret life she was living, like Hannah Montana, only more illegal. This girl's name is Morgan Kemper, and I don't know her in real life, I just read about her. She's the main character in the book, The Girl You Thought I Was, by Rebecca Phillips. Now, this realistic fiction book really swept me off my feet because I feel I can relate with the main character since she, too, struggles to look into her own mirror. In the book, Morgan continues to hide her shoplifting addiction from the people who think they know her best, even after a security guard sees her slip a pair of $185 sunglasses into her purse. Morgan, someone who is supposed to be a quote-unquote good kid, finds herself in need of completing 30 hours of community service as punishment for her crime. While in disgust that her dad had to discover her dirty little secret, Morgan spends every Saturday morning of that summer volunteering at Rita's Reruns, a nonprofit thrift shop. This is where she finds herself romantically involved with another worker there named Eli. Meanwhile, Morgan still finds herself returning to the mall with empty pockets, but she would never want Eli to spot her doing so. Rebecca Phillips does a really superb job, in my opinion, capturing how emotionally draining an addict's journey to recovery can be throughout the novel. I honestly found myself in pain reading some of the thoughts that ran through Morgan's head. To feel as though your own identity is at risk at every instance has to be exhausting, and quite frankly, that's no way of living. At the end of the day, I believe anyone who cares for another person would prefer them to unleash their secrets and to not be afraid to seek help. But alas, that's not always how the human brain works. In the book, Morgan is nervous to discuss her stealing with her friends, Sophie and Zach, just like your best friend might be timid to talk to you about their darkest secrets. This book made me realize that hiding who you are from the rest of the world is simply tiring and unhealthy. With that said, I would recommend this book to anyone dealing with an addiction and the mental hysteria that comes with that. Ultimately, however, I would recommend this book to everyone because it's important to acknowledge that during a time of crisis like this, you have to be nice to the man in your mirror. Thank you.